Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom's weight management programs are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. What is happening? Welcome to the Plus Pitch Podcast, your morning pitching podcast from PitchWiz.com. My name is Nick Pollock. Today is April 26th, and yes, we're going to talk about baseball. I've missed you all so much. Thank you all for the kind words. Uh, I was gone for a few days as I was dealing with some horrible root canal pain that made my my mouth very swollen, and I just couldn't talk normally. I still am a little bit off, but um, we're back today. We're going to talk about yesterday's games and today's games, and I don't know what Fast did. I did not lose all my teeth, y'all. It's just a root canal. <laughs> but all right, let's get to it. Griffin Canning, five innings, pitch three and runs four. It's two walks and seven strikeouts last night against the Athletics. Almost was 200 runs here. He allowed one base runner in the sixth and got pulled, and that guy scored, which is stupid. But I'm digging what he's doing here. He's throwing a few fastballs and throwing a ton of secondary pitches. A good slider, good changeup, good curveballs. His changeup looked much better than usual yesterday, too. Um, he does get a really bad schedule moving forward, though, sadly. St. Louis, Houston, and Baltimore. And it stinks because I oh, I would really encourage you to pick him up otherwise, but I don't know if I can do it for that. I don't think that Griffin Canning is so overwhelmingly good he'll survive this maybe it'll be like one or two good starts inside of this but it's not one of those things where you feel like you need to get griffin kenning now or you'll lose him later jose barrios against the white Sox got the win seven innings zero earned runs for its one walk and nine strikeouts is he back 16 whiffs 37 percent cw well jose barrios is called the great undulator for a reason because he undulates he isn't consistent yeah, 3 out of 23 whiffs on his curveball isn't quite right. Not to mention 11 out of 23 strikes in general. I think this is the White Sox being terrible. And I think it's the fastballs not getting crushed inside the zone, which it normally does these days. I'm not buying into this. I'm no. You're not going to fool me. I'm not going to welcome the devil into my village. <laughs> Martin Perez... Perez against the the Reds, 6.1 innings, 0 runs, 6 hits, 1 walk, 5 Ks. He's a Toby. I'm glad it worked out. It could be another Vargas roll. He's gone 4 for 5 so far with 2 earned runs or fewer and just 3 in the other one. Um, Maybe. I, I, I feel like you should be chasing other things because you don't want to be stuck with Martin Perez in July when other people have some exciting prospects like Tanner Bibby going today or... Mason Miller and so on. And speaking of Mason Miller, well, actually, I'm going to save that for later. Luis Garcia against the Rays got the win. Six innings, zero runs, three hits, two walks, seven Ks. And once again, you're thinking, oh my gosh, Garcia's done the thing, right? Well, yes and no. Uh, on the no side, his cutter had 19 whiffs last time, and it's just seven in this one. But he did spot them well. And the thing that really excites me about Luis Garcia is that he's actually doing the sub-25% fastball approach. It was just about 20% in this one. And I don't know if you guys remember this, two two roundups ago, I said, Luis Garcia, what are you doing? I feel like you can go the full-on sub-30% fastball route, and you're not doing it. And then he did it. <laughs> He's over two starts now. <laughs> it's been great. Uh, slider is stepped up for 42% CSW. You love to see that as well. And it makes the fastball easier to get those strikes inside the zone, right? And he just against Tampa Bay. 
So that's pretty cool. He gets the Giants next. I'm back in on Luis Garcia because I feel like two straight starts of this legitimate change in his approach does feel like something that he's going to stick around with, especially considering the success. Josiah Gray is someone also having a lot of success. He got a golden goal, 20 whiffs and 37% CSW. Fun fact, another player also had a King Cole 37% CSW in the exact amount of pitches of 34 over 91. So that's a you normally don't see a co-share of the King Cole. But anyway, uh, against the Mets, got the win, six innings, zero runs, four hits, one walk, nine Ks. I got a lot of tweets yesterday about like, hey, Josiah Gray. I mean, that was after everybody complaining about Mason Miller. Um, and what we've normally seen is what I was talking about with Luis Garcia is that he was throwing a few fastballs, right? Well, he didn't do that. It was 45% fastballs. And they're as good as they could be. 39% CSW7 over 41 whiffs. And the slider, meanwhile, went 9 for 21 whiffs, which is insane. And the curveball earned a 60% strike rate. The cutter did okay. I'm not really buying that. I don't think the fastball being good is the real path to success for Josiah Gray. We've seen this from other pitchers before where they have a good start and it's based on fastball success when they traditionally don't have a successful fastball. And I'm not really seeing anything here that says like, oh no, this is a real thing that you should believe in, Nick. So, nah. I mean, I'm not necessarily saying that he's now a 45% fastball guy. It might have been one of those things where it's working today. I'm just going to lean into that. And we might still be seeing the sub-25% or sub-30% fastball stuff from Josiah Gray. He gets the Diamond, sorry, he gets the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Diamondbacks, and the Giants. Are the Pirates actually like a good offense now? Do I have to change this? I don't know. And the Diamondbacks maybe are better. I I still feel weird about Josiah Gray. I'm not ready to jump in. I just, mm, I just don't, I'm not quite there yet. I want to be so badly. I just can't do it. Ryan Feltner, I'm not going to talk about Ryan Feltner, don't do it. Justin Steele. I haven't pressed the button on this stream yet. By the way, of course, I do this every single morning on Twitch from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern time. Sometimes I go over, like today. And you should hang out with me on Twitch as I talk about everything. Every single Monday through Friday. Unless I have a terrible root canal. (laughs) Uh, But Justin Steele, 5.1 innings, 0 runs, 3 hits, 2 walks, and 5 Ks against the Padres. Eight whiffs and 29% CSW. I feel like I need to be raising up Justin Steele in the rankings. What I overlooked was the command of Justin Steele's four-seamer. And why I say that is that he does a really good job of keeping uh, its, low, its hard contact down. Um, I didn't really buy it last year. I didn't really think it was that good of a fastball. And I, I didn't realize how good its location was. Compared with a slider that gets a lot of whiffs and is is a good uh, stuff pitch, this kind of works with Justin Steele. Now, I will mention that the last two starts have come without a very good slider. And this isn't like the most dominating start. Like five strikeouts on 5.1 innings. You got good BABIP, all that kind of stuff. Just eight whiffs. But now he gets the Marlins twice. So I'm very much in on Justin Steele. And the good thing is, he has a start on Sunday, so I could really like vault him if that start is really good. I'm more inclined to believe this is real for Justin Steele. That's all. Uh, John Berbia. Look, I'm not even going to talk about him. It was an opener for against the Cardinals. I am going to talk about Sean Manaya. What are they doing to Sean Manaya? Why didn't he just start? It was a bullpen game, and they're like, you know what? Let's just have him go 1.1 innings. Why? Why? I. I Seriously, I don't get it. 
Sean I can start. Let him start 80, 90 pitches. What is the problem? He throws 94 now. He's better than ever. I don't I don't get it. I just don't get it. But you can drop Shamanai. I had him in the 50s because the skill set's not good. Ugh, and now he's off the list. My bad, I guess. I didn't know that the Giants were gonna do this. I don't I don't understand. Yeah, sure, let's go with Ross Stripling instead. What why? Joe Ryan. <laughs> uh we got lots more to talk about. Joe Ryan, we've got Charlie Morin, Brady Singer, and of course the Mason Miller uh start. And we're going to talk about all of those after this break. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com to sign up for your trial today. Joe Ryan, seven innings against the Yankees. got the win, one run, run, seven hits, zero walks, seven Ks. Many are calling for Ace is going to ace. And he got a co-share of the Gallows Balls I mentioned at 34 over 91 at 37% CSW. The thing is, the Yankees are not a good offense right now. Let's just be honest. And I, I can't quite give him the Ace is going to ace until one of the splitter or slider really become legit. Splitter did good in this one, but it was it was hung much more than it should have. I I just think he needs something else. The fastball is really good, but I don't really believe him to be a consistent ace until he has one of those pitches unlocked. Charlie Morton is looking much better, but it is against Miami. Um, seven innings, one earned run, three hits, two walks, and nine strikeouts. Fastball curve is really all he's doing right now. He threw like 15 other pitches, like five each. With curveball, uh, not curveball, uh, cutter. Um, change up and something else sinker that probably sinker um, he gets the Mets Orioles Toronto up next which is really annoying and I hope that he has the cutter because I don't think he can be to- fully two pitch here I think he needs something else to mix in against those offenses Brady Singer is a cherry bomb I'm glad that he was the sweet side today six innings one and run five hits your walks five Ks. look the man had five starts for someone who's supposed to go 50-50, you're not supposed to be 2.5 and 2.5. It doesn't work like that. So, yeah, he's 3-2 and two on the bad side, but here you go. There was some interesting sliders for Brady Singer that were more sweeper-ish. And then he had the more traditional one, 7 of 34 whiffs on the pitch. Um, isn't really premier Brady Singer. Um, but, yeah, he's fine. I mean, it, it's Brady Singer. You're going to keep starting him as a cherry bomb and hope for the best, you know? He's likely not going to be like a 4-5 ERA guy, but he's not going to be like a sub-3-5 ERA guy either. Like, that's that's Brady Singer. Decent amount of strikeouts and win potential. So that's cool. Uh, <laughs> moving on from Brady Singer, Corey Kluber had finally had a good start against the, the Orioles, and that's nice. But he gets Toronto, Atlanta, and the Mariners next. So, yeah, let's, let's just move on. Marco Gonzalez, 
did well against the Phillies. And you remember the previous start, he executed the Blake Snell blueprint. And in this one, he was pretty close to it. Five innings, one run, four hits, one walk, two Ks. Only three whiffs. I feel like if he's actually able to get that larger pitch separation, that is a secondary stuff a little bit farther down, he can actually fully blossom against the Oakland Athletics next week. So I'm I'm cool streaming him there. Um, Jake Woodford, the Amish Mustang, I don't really care. He did well against the Giants, and we're not going to actually start him moving forward. And uh, yeah, I just hope for Matthew Libertor at some point, but I feel like Adam Wainwright's going to come in before him. Uh, Blake Snell against the Cubs. He survived five innings, 200 runs, but nine base runners, including five walks and five Ks. And again, it's still the one thing I'm looking for is breakers getting strikes. It's not there yet. When it does, he's going to explode. Can't wait for that. I think you have to hold on to it because it's just too high of a potential right now. And it's a tweet. It's like, there's like one thing clearly he has to do and he hasn't found it yet. He'll get there. Jose Budo, you don't want to do what's whatsoever. Spencer Turnbull is a frozen banana, and we're not going to touch it whatsoever. <laughs> I'm just going to see, keep saying whatsoever. Brady, sorry, not Brady. A Bailey Falter against the Mariners, six innings, three hundred runs, six hits, zero walks, and seven Ks. I'm glad he did well. It's a dusty donut here, as you don't really want the poor quality start, but the base runners and strikeouts are good. I just think he's, I don't know, he's uh, squeezing too much out of his arsenal that is like this isn't normal he has to get the most out of it to have success and Bailey Falter just doesn't provide enough overall for me to feel like consistently he can do well Nestor Cortez disappointing here against the twins got the loss five innings three and runs five hits one walk in six k's his heater went 11 for 50 in whiffs it's just he's so close and he's not quite there um I think with the cutter and he's just not like locked in soon enough Yohan Oviedo against the Dodgers did have some bad defense here. 5.1 innings, 4 and runs, 6 hits, 2 walks, 4 Ks. I think his command isn't as good as it should be, though. I mean, 11 whiffs, 28% CSW isn't so bad against the Dodgers. And maybe if things went a little bit more his way, he could have done well here. Um, But still, I feel like that command is a little off. And uh, until it's actually like good, then we can really trust Oviedo. He does get the Nationals next. I think that's fine. That's okay. But um but yeah, that's it's Aviedo, I feel like he's still missing that extra element. Ryan Nelson against the Royals doesn't have his breakers, so that's why it was five innings and four and runs at eleven hits. Getting singled out a ton there. Uh he gets Texas next, so we're not cool there. But I think if he have his has his breakers after against the Marlins and Giants, Ryan Nelson could be someone to consider again. Peyton Battenfield. Uh, went against the Rocky Road. Rocky Road, and you would think that, oh, man, he's got all these cutter whiffs. He'd do well. He didn't. Only 4 out of 34 against the Rockies. And, yep, wasn't a good start. I think we can move on from here. Uh, Mason Miller. I guess I... memory going long. Okay. Mason Miller. I put him at 43, and then everyone got upset at me because he allowed four runs in the first, and then he settled in for three after. In that first inning, he allowed a single that was a triple because Ruiz dove for some reason, and it got by him. I don't, I don't get it. He also got squeezed three times in one at bat against Rendon to to walk him, which is so dumb. Um, he sent you through like six strikes in that at bat. Uh, you have uh, Trout hitting a double off of him, fine. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't really matter. My point here is Mason Miller is better than y'all are assessing based on him allowing foreign runs. 
I, I saw so many tweets like, oh man, just, you know, we're too hyped up about prospects or uh, he's just like Matt Brash or something like that. I'm like, guys, stop. His four-seamer is really, really, really good. It also is better commanded than anything that Brash has. Brash doesn't know where anything is going. Now, Mason Miller, he does have more to do with his slider. Slider needs work. It is a pitch that will miss bats, but it needs work. The cutter, I think he actually should be trusting a little bit more than he is than he did yesterday. And I think over time, Mason Miller, I know he hasn't gone many innings thus far. He threw 86 pitches. If you want to talk about a, a team like not letting a guy go, normally we see like 70, 75 pitches. He threw 86. He was also allowed to go 80 in the first one. So Mason Miller isn't destined to be like a foreign dive guy. He's a little inefficient right now. He also had a terrible first inning that should have been much shorter. And Mason Miller's talent is so obviously there. I mean, 6K is one walk in this. Despite all the struggles, 6K is one walk. He's oh, he's so good. Uh, and do not let this small sample rule it out. I mean, I remember, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it's exactly the same, but I do remember distinctly the first two starts that Jose Fernandez had were horrible, or at least like enough to drop him. I did it in my league. This is why I know this. And then a friend of mine picked him up before his next start, take a chance, and what do you know? He he killed it after that. And sure, Mason Miller is not Jose Fernandez, but my whole point is this is so far, uh, so small of a sample size when it comes to actual results. And Mason Miller from... Yes, this is me from my own scouting and from my own assessment of him. He's far better and not going to just go four innings from what we've seen. This is the investment you want to make in your teams. If you drop him, someone else is going to pick him up and have this. It's worth it for you. And I'm expecting 120 innings or so this year. I feel like major league clubs don't, don't, like the the minimum is 120 in a season. You can't really expect development, especially for a 25-year-old instead of a 22-year-old, if you don't give them the innings at some point. You can't just go like 80, then 100, then 120. Like, you're running out of time. <laughs> These guys only have so many bullets. So 120 is kind of what we should be expecting this year. Um, and I'm excited for Mason Miller. I think he just gets better. I mean, I know I've said that about a lot of guys, but it's April. We see this all the time, guys. Struggle in April. And they do better throughout the rest of the year. April is the least sticky of all months to as representation of the entire season. So that is that is my whole Mason Miller rant for like three, four minutes. I'm so sorry. At least the other guys are easy. Brian Homing, come on. Should be Yuri Perez. Eric Mill uh, Eric Lauer, sorry, is throwing ninety one and it got destroyed by the Tigers, finally. You guys know not to go after Eric Lauer now. Drew Rasmussen should be much better than this. He did five runs in four point two innings, whatever. Don't worry about it. Houston's a strong offense. It's fine. Luke Weaver, honestly, 8 Ks and 12 out of 52 whiffs on the four-seamer is kind of cool, but 600 runs against Texas because Texas is the number two WRC plus offense out there, even without Corey Seager right now, which is absolutely nuts. Mike Lemger against the Jays. That was an easy sit. We're not doing that. Uh, no Syndergaard against the Pirates. Disappointing, and I think you can just move on from Nova Syndergaard now. Um, and then Kyle Bradish is the last one. Uh, by the way, Syndergaard for four innings of seven run runs. Kyle Bradish, 2.1 innings of seven run runs. And the main thing for me is Kyle Bradish needs to have his cutter and, sorry, his curveball and his slider. Those are the two things that, that matter for him for be like a guardian's pitcher, essentially, because he has a bad fastball. And if Bradish doesn't have both of those pitches, he doesn't do well. He had both of them last week. That's why he succeeded. He didn't here. 
Okay, now keep in mind also, the Red Sox got a lot of hits on pitches that were out of the zone and wasn't fortunate for him. It made him struggle a lot more than usual. Um, but still, he's a cherry bomb, and I don't know if he's going to have both breakers on a given day. All right, uh, looking forward to today and tomorrow's games. Oh boy, we are. We are along this, but you guys deserve a long one after me not being there for you recently. So, hi. Good to have you back. <laughs> uh, Zach Allen Peralta, um, Alcantara, Gilbert Senga are all in that first tier. Remember, it's Gilbert today, as it was Marco Gonzalez yesterday. Uh, they swip, swip swapped, <laughs> swip swatched. No, a switch. Oh, man. They swapped. <laughs> um, they, 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 they switch swapped. I, uh, I think that's it. Uh, place in the rotation. There's Sager's, uh, I'm struggling right now. It's fine. I got this, guys. S- his shoulder, his shoulder was hurt and they were a little scared. They wanted to give him an extra day. I'm starting him against the Phillies. Flip flopped is the quit, is the correct one. Thank you so much, Twitch chat, for saving me. Uh, Patrick Sandoval, Bryce Elder, John Gray, <laughs> Domingo Horman. I can pull this together. Kenta Maeda, um, are in that probable start tier. Um, so is Tyler Wells. Steven Matz and Graham Ashcraft. Um, Sandoval, Elder, Gray all get good matchups here. Uh, Oakland and Miami, respectively. And John Gray, I mean, we'll say it is in Great American Ballpark, so not ideal. Um, Domingo Herman against the Twins. The Twins aren't too scary, and he's done well with the strikeouts. Maybe you could say it's the Rosin stuff, but I think it's just him. Um, Kenta Maeda has a pretty important start, I think, against the Yankees tonight, because a lot of people are getting impatient with him. I get that. But also treat it like the first start of the year if you have Kenta Maeda right now. Like... Can we all agree that he's not in a rhythm right now? I know you're losing impatience. And it's not as, don't think of it like this defines his season. I mean, that's a silly idea, right? It's April 26th. How Kenta Maeda performs today does not define his season. Now, I understand if there are other options that are more intriguing than it was in the beginning of the year. And that's another conversation. But don't make this like judgment day. For Kenta Maeda. The dude has not been able to have like a regular rhythm yet. Um, Tyler Wells against the, the Red Sox is my stream pick of the day. I think he's been good enough to deal with the Red Sox. Steven Matz is someone I still be considering against the Giants. And Graham Ashcraft gets Texas. And I'm very, very... Ah, again, with that. Um, funny story. I actually traded away Graham Ashcraft in Tout Wars. And then it got... I overturned because I was too sick to properly set my lineup on Monday, like an idiot. I maybe he does so well that I don't want to do it. I apologize to Doug Anderson. Um, it's only my fault that the trade doesn't go through, and I will honor it regardless of what happens. If you want to, just because it was my fault, it didn't go through. Um, I traded him for Ruiz because I needed steals very, very badly in that one, <laughs> and I needed an outfielder. I was like, here you go. This is the perfect match because Ashcraft I think is going to fail anyway probable start here let's just see what happens um Drew Smiley against <laughs> against the Padres is the starter questionable start here uh Waka Kikuchi Descofani are also there are a lot of them here I'll go through all of them at the end uh Taiwan Walker Hunter Brown Tony Gonsolin Mackenzie Gore Tanner Houck Tanner Bibby Michael Kopech and Lorenzo are on the questionable start here Smiley is doing the Blake Snell blueprint and I hope that works against the Padres but it, I feel like it's too risky to go after uh, after him, uh, in this, in, in vacuums, same with Waka against the Cubs because we don't know if his command is going to be there. And also the Cubs are like a top five offense all of a sudden. It's crazy. Uh, Kikuchi against the White Sox. I don't believe it. I don't believe he's actually doing that well, but the White Sox are so bad. 
right now. Um, Descofani against the Cardinals, maybe. Descofani is only really good against bad opponents, I think. Uh, Tywin Walker against the Mariners. Ugh, he's a Toby, and the Mariners are kind of good. Hunter Brown's really good, but it's the Rays, and that's really scary. Uh, Tony Gonsolin's coming back from the IL to still ill, and he's confirmed for four innings. I really should have had him actually in the do not start tier because of that. Um, he gets Pittsburgh Pirates. I, I really should have him in do not start because of that. Um, and after this podcast, I'm going to change that. Um, because it came out beforehand, I forgot to update it this morning. Um, uh, but good for you listening to the Plus Pitch Podcast. You know this. Um, Mackenzie Gore against the Mets. Uh, we don't know if he's locked in yet. I mean, like, he's done better with his fastball and his curveball, but I'm not quite buying it yet. It's a tough matchup. Tanner Halk against the Orioles. He's a cherry bomb. And Tanner Bibby is making his MLB debut, which is great. It's Rocky Road, but I don't start guys in MLB debuts. I just don't do it. And he also wasn't good in AAA for the first two starts of the year. Uh, Michael Kopech against the the Jays? Come on. And Michael Lorenzen maybe can make it work out against the Brewers. They do not start to your Ronson Contreras against the Diders. No thanks. I know he did well last time, but I don't trust the fastball. Luis Medina is making his MLB debut against the Angels. Um, he's a super wild thrower, but he's got an overpowering fastball and a power curve, my understanding. Um, you have Herman Marquez returning from the IL. I mean, you never do it anyway. And against the Guardians away from Colorado. And Calvin Faucher and uh, Ryan Yarbrough, no thank you whatsoever. Looking forward to tomorrow. We've got Aces, McClanahan, Otani, Cole, Urias, all auto starts. You have Dylan Seas against the Rays. I'm still doing it. George Kirby against the Phillies. We're, we're still doing that, of course. Andrew Heaney, the Yankees are not good right now. So, yeah, you go with that. And Logan Webb against the Cardinals. I think you just pretty much have to start Logan Webb always, except against the toughest of opponents. Um, probably start here. Kyle Wright gets some Marlins. So, fine. Kyle Gibson against the Tigers. Yeah, sure. Tyler Malley, even though the depressed, depressed, depreciated, uh, velocity um, against the Royals. I think it's still worthwhile. And Seth Lugo, I want to believe in right now. And he gets the Cubs, which, again, I just mentioned, they've been a good offense, but are we believing it? I don't know. I'm just saying probable start. If I have Seth Lugo, I'm going to start him. And the questionable start here, the stream pick of the day is J.P. Sears against the Angels. I think his slider and fastball are looking good right now, but the Angels are kind of good, so questionable start here. Uh, Miles Michaelis against the Giants. Fine. I don't like Michaelis, though. Joey Lucchese just did really well. And maybe he does really well against the Nationals, but I don't buy what he did in that first start last week. Um, Hayden's Mosneski looked better two starts ago, and then he had this really bad weather game, and now it's the Padres, and I don't really want to do it. Mitch Keller against the Dodgers, it's the Dodgers don't want to do it. And Matt Strom just had a really nice 11 strikeout game, but this is the Mariners, it's a lot harder. So I'm not going to do that. And then do not start to hear, easily not. Trevor Williams against the Mets, easily not Braxton and Gary, despite the good slider against the Braves. And Zach Greinke and Joey Wentz, easily not. But all right, that is it. Whew. It's good to be back, y'all. I missed you all. It was a little bit longer because I had to go a little bit slower as my my mouth is swollen. <laughs> but thanks so much for tuning in. And by the way, because you're still here, um, go check out the list. I, I put a coupon code 25% off any subscription on the site um, with promo code, all caps, root canal, one word. Um, I figure I just want to give back for everybody being so supportive. Um, so thank you all so much. So make sure to use that if you were on the fence about getting PL Plus just to hang out with the Discord. Or if you want to go for PL Pro, support us the best way that you can. Also get PL Bots picks every day for your weekly and daily fantasy plays. But that is it. So my name is Nick Pollock. And may your babas below and your strikeouts high.